You're listening to Freedom Train Online.com. Welcome to Freedom Train Greater Glory Chopping Up Podcast Radio. Pastor, come down. Yes, today we are talking about these internet. I said internet. Thanks, that's all. Oh, Lord. Yes, I said, what's I talking about? Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Leading white women alone. Oh, and all about Conrad Murray. Yes. They done killed Michael. Oh, Lord. Thank you. Yes, glory. Thank you, Father. Yes. Ma'am, put your money. Put your money in the hat, sister. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to FreedomTrainOnline.com. This is Michael Dean. And of course, you are listening to the best podcast network online. And we got a new show for you. Back from the ashes of uh, the round table. And we are resurrecting, chopping it up. So I'm here, myself, Michael Dean. I'm also joined by two other guests which will uh, be regulars. You're going to hear them all the time. So I want to make sure that you uh, know them. One you already know from uh, Geeked Out. So I'll start with him. Mr. Q-Storm, how are you doing, sir? Doing good. Looking forward to uh, getting this thing started. Yes, sir. And also we are joined by another new addition. You've heard him once before on Freedom Train. Uh, we did one show a couple years ago at this point. But Mr. Orlandis Thomas, how are you, sir? I'm good, Mike. Hey, thanks a lot for having me on the show and uh, look forward to the, you know, program and, uh, you know, making it go. All right. And before we continue, let me put some credentials on the table uh, just so you know who you're talking to, where the viewpoints are coming from. Uh, so, of course, Q-Storm, you know Q-Storm, he's been on uh, Geeked Out. He sometimes will be on the Prince podcast and we know that he does video work and production uh, he's in the industry. Uh, he's doing big things. Uh, what, what you got going on recently here, Q Storm? Well, I just finished doing a, um, a shoot for Vita Coco, which is a, a coconut vitamin drink. And uh, we were shooting up in Manhattan, shooting a bikini model, uh, acting as a spokesperson product, shooting her on a green screen so we could key her in later. And, you know, it's tough, it's, it's tough work, man. It's tough work shooting between <laughs> the models. But, you know, I, I, I sacrificed. Okay. I, I had to put in the work, you know. I, I see. Uh, <laughs> I'm like my man on belly, though. I don't like that. I don't like that right there. <laughs> but, uh, and next up, we have Orlandis Thomas. He is the CEO of BusBaby.com. So, Orlandis, explain to us, what is BusBaby.com? Uh, busbaby.com is pretty much the Orbis or Expedia to the charter bus industry. It's the only automated uh, website where you can get an instant charter bus quote for the whole charter bus industry. So in a nutshell, uh, busbaby.com automated the charter bus industry. All right. Love it. Love it. Black man running. Thanks. Next Bill Gates. All right, boy. <laughs> and my name is Michael Dean. Of course, you know, I'm a uh, professional-ish talker. Uh, sometimes thinker, but running my mouth is what I do best. So that's what I'm going to do today. All right. So on Chopping Up, what we're going to do here, which is a little different from, say, Geeked Out, is we're going to talk about the news of the day or the news of the week. So things that uh, you know are going on in the news, and we're going to run the gamut in terms of what we're going to talk about. So the first thing that we're going to start things off with is this, I hate to say, growing phenomenon of internet Gangsters. 
internet gangbanging. Um, there's actually been a murder over Twitter. Now, I don't know if this has been the first, but this is the first one that's really kind of in the forefront of the news. Uh, Fox, uh, Fox News affiliate done a whole story about this. I actually had seen these individual YouTube videos for these guys, you know, popping up online. I just didn't pay attention to it, but it has resulted in somebody being murdered. So I think the easiest way to do is to play a little bit of this news clip to kind of bring us up to speed a little bit, and then we'll, we'll, we'll chop it up about it. So hold on one second. Those wars online, Gina Silver reports that people are dying over something as simple as a Twitter message as Fox 11 investigates the deadly new cyber gangs. Don't run! Don't run! Don't run! <laughs> a crew of gangster rappers beating down a rival, all because of an internet argument, a Twitter beef. That's what happens when you send a tweet that people don't like. It's all captured on video, ready to post online. Did you record that whole thing? That whole thing. Put that on YouTube. These guys are what you call new age gang members. This source, plugged into the LA gang scene, agreed to talk if we protected his identity. The cyber bank. What's going on on the streets? You should stay in the streets. Now, Twitter is in the streets. This fight was something even cyber gangs had never seen. An internet war of words that ended in a hail of bullets. Some are calling it the first Twitter death. The victim, 26-year-old Joe Monambia, street name Rosmo 700, a man proud of his street fighting. I had to turn him down a notch, you feel me, and I laid that's Rosmo just a few weeks ago showing his swollen fists, claiming he'd knocked out a rap star known as The Game, the result of another Twitter beef. If I didn't knock blood out right then and there, that blood was going to go get on Twitter, like you do. feel me, like he do, because he's a Twitter thug. Rosmo and his friend, local rapper Ice Burgundy, got a taste of fame from that story, but there was no video of that fight. <laughs> So when another rapper, Bosco Juan, got into an online beef, Rosmo and his crew hunted him down, cameras rolling, and the beating was on. Cameras seemed to be everywhere, cell phone cams, even iPads. I got a multi-candy camera all off Twitter. Some were even plugging their Twitter accounts. At 211, by the way. And Twitter lit up with links to the fight video. Whatever goes on in the streets is instantly broadcast. Bosco went on an internet talk show to explain himself. Looking battered, his arm in a cast. He downplayed talk of retaliating, saying only. Every action is a reaction. A man day wants you to go out and murder and had a bully for him to see. Less than a day after Bosco's interview hit the net, Rosmo 700 careened down Florence Avenue. He'd been shot in the arm and lower abdomen. At this intersection, he T-boned a cop car, lost control, slammed into that wall, and later died. This is the EMTs working on him trying to save his life. A memorial now marks the spot, but Rosemo's death hasn't stopped the Twitter wars. Some fear the worst. This is going to create a circle of violence unknown to people. Many in the hip-hop community angry at the senseless violence. Damn internet. This is a casualty of the internet. This is the reason why fighting is stupid. Because at this day and age, 2011, nobody fights for it. Nope. Okay. <laughs> wow. <sighs> that, the first guy that... <sighs> My people. Now, so you've heard that uh, you can go and see this. We'll have a, a link to this on the site. I, I don't even want to say nothing right now. 
Orlandis, what are your thoughts on this, man? 2011, where are we at? What's going on? I mean, uh, it is clear, you know, uh, that African-Americans are not only users of technology as opposed to creators, but the things that we're using it for is just, I mean, I, I just never imagined it would get to this. Um, the internet, I mean, Twitter gangsters, I mean, what? I, I, there's really no words to even describe it. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm at a loss for words, Mike, really. <laughs> All right. I mean. We'll, we'll come Q-Storm. <laughs> uh, was the internet created for this? Is this what the, the social media, you know, uh, you know, everybody's got a cell phone. We all have cameras. Uh, we have instant access to, to pr produce now, to, to make broadcasts uh, as such as this, what we're doing right now. Uh, I, I mean, what's going on? What's your take, man? Well, I, I know this isn't the geeked out show, but I'm going to get a little geeked out to make my point. Uh, I'm going to quote uh, Uncle Ben from uh, the Spider-Man comics. And he, he, he said the quote, with great power comes great responsibility. So the problem is, is that, you know, this Internet is a powerful, a great and powerful thing that could be distorted and perverted. So the problem that we have is that, and I'm not, I'm not just going to put it in the black community, even though that's what we're focusing on, but um, when you have idiots out there that aren't responsible with this power, then this is what, this is what results. This is the net of that. Now, taking it back to our people, I mean, this is a tool that we could use to possibly maybe I'm looking at this with rose-colored glasses, but it's a tool that could possibly enlighten us, educate us. I mean, there's nothing that you can't search on on the Internet and get some form of information, credible or otherwise, or something that you can use as a jumping-off point. So we could either choose to enlighten ourselves or we could choose to use this to further destroy ourselves. And unfortunately, I don't know how popular this is or how much this is, how entrenched this is just yet, but... It seems that we are once again taking the low road with something that could be used uh, that has such a better purpose. So um, I think that one of the people who uh, spoke in the interview there, they put it best: uh, fighting over the internet is stupid. I uh, can't put it. You can't say anything. That pretty much sums it up. Yeah, I would agree. You know. <laughs> I don't, uh, you know, I'm joking, but I just don't think Gates, Steve Jobs, you know, uh, whoever created Twitter, Mark Zuckerberg, I, I just, they really, I wonder if he's like, man, okay, let's put this stuff out there and let's, you know what I mean? It wasn't made for this, man. Like, this was supposed to be, and let me be clear, these gentlemen, these individuals do not represent the black community. So it's wrong for me to just bundle everybody on the action of these people. Right, right. But come on, man. Did, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I understand we got to film everything. Everything getting filmed. You know, all the little beatings and the whoopings and uh, all the street fights. But then, you know, you get on the Twitter and it's the threats of violence. I mean, and some would 
these are grown men. And it's like, as I was talking to Orlandis, you know, off the air, I'm like, and, and I, I'm going to be very careful with what I'm talking about because I don't want to be retaliated against. Just be very honest about it. You know, I understand the bloods and the crips. I mean, there are bloods in this where I live, but it's just the whole dynamic is I'm trying to understand. Like, if you watch the videos, what is in question here, you hear sort of a, uh, a hierarchy. You hear like certain codes and almost like rules or something, but it's like I don't understand like. The, the mission or like what is the goal of, of this military force it's almost like a military force and, and they're using these covert means you know and, and using technology to carry out these certain things but I'm trying to understand what's the end result like what is the what do you win what's the win point or, you know what I mean like I don't I'm just not understanding it and then this whole thing of why would you record the assaults you are basically handing the prosecutor everything they need. Like you're doing your job. You know, the wire now, you know, they show the wire. They must have a new version of the wire where everybody just filmed themselves selling dope and then put it online <laughs> and, and turn it over to the DA. Like, I just don't, I'm not understanding it, man. And, and like, is it the ego that bad? Well, you got, like, I can't look bad in front of my Twitter followers. So let me go smoke this dude. Like, really? <laughs> it's not really funny. I mean, I'm not trying to, but I'm just like, really, is that where we're at with it? Like, we're some. Do you, uh, I mean, what, this is here. Let me throw this in. When you watch the video, in the video where they're they're stalking the guy and they're driving up on him, now there's not going to be a bat of the eye of like maybe we should look at accessibility to some of this stuff. Now, if that had been like some KKK dudes or some skinheads, you know, zeroing in on some black people or Middle Eastern or something and they filmed it and like, you know, they used the Twitter to create a whole thing about, yo, look me up at triple K nigga killer or something. I mean, would that have, would, there'd be outrage, but there's no, there's, I mean, there's a story about this, but it ain't really, it ain't going to change. Like, it just boggles my mind, man. Oh, Orlandis, did you have something to add to that? Or? Uh, I mean, I, I just kind of agree with Q, you know, I mean, again, I mean, the, the Internet is such a powerful tool. I mean, I've myself personally been able to take advantage of it and you have. And, but just to see it um, again, you know, um, not utilized in, in, a, in a constructive way. And uh, I guess it's really just taking their their normal behavior and just bringing it over to uh, a technological form. So uh, but. Um, again, it's, it's, it's unfortunate that, uh, they, that, you know, it could be used in such a positive way and it's not. So it's just, it's just really unfortunate. Yeah. Well, Go ahead. I was going to say, Mike, that, um, that some of the questions you asked are very good questions. I mean, you know, why, why, what's the end game? What's the result? What's the point? But even before the internet blew up, you could ask those questions, Exactly. When gangs were shooting each other before the internet exactly. came oh, right. about, I mean, right. the question is basically it's just a new battlefield. It's, and you yeah, and I kind of got into this a little yeah. bit. I mean, these these cell phone cameras and all of these mini cameras and all this. Again, that's a powerful tool as well, and people are using it to go out and start beef and start fights just to put content on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> 
They make, so, well, at least they're making content, right? I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah, it's, con- it's content until it comes after me. Then it's a felony. <laughs> right. Okay. I mean, yeah. damn, can't they just go, look, you get your Xbox, I'll get mine, and you just battle it out in the damn game. Like, you don't have to put your life at stake. I just, it's just crazy, man. It's sad. It's, it's sad. Of course, this violence has always been here. It's just even more sad now that we feel the need we're going to broadcast this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we're not, nobody's exploiting you. You're exploiting yourself. Like, right. it's the ultimate exploitation. You know, before it was like, okay, you make the movie, Boys in the Hood and something, and though it may have a message, it's somewhat exploitative or whatever, and it was made for corporate means to make some money, cool. Now, they don't need to do all that. They, they got their own cameras. They're going to make their own Menace of Society movies real. The reality series. They want to make a reality series. They're going to make their own reality series and they're literally going to die at the end. Yeah. Like it's, that's a, in a sense, that's almost a movie like the, the Running Man, but it's, it's a twisted version of it. It's like the people would do it to themselves. It's, ah, it's just wild, man. I, real quick, there's another clip. This was like the last year. It, it's not nearly as, it doesn't end in a death, but this foolishness about um, this guy. I don't think he's drunk or high, which makes it even worse, but he's dancing in the middle of the street and a, a, uh, <laughs> an ice cream truck just comes yes. in. Wow. Runs knocks away. his ass over. Yeah. Now, mm. y- you know, on that story, there was some other TV show. I don't know if it's an online show or it's some, some, a cable show where they go and find that guy and bring him on the show and they reenact it as a real music video. <laughs> oh, wow. It's so crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the, that's where we're at right now. You know, any of these videos, there'll be somebody who will go and search those people out and make them into stars. I mean, I guess people do it because they want to be famous and stars. Like we, we, you know what I mean? We see all these clips that. What's the guy where they raping everybody? Yeah, I was just gonna say the guy uh, Antoine who, Dodson or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they turn in they turn in these tragedies that happen in the hood. Now they become stars over it. You know, so I assume. That must be why people are doing this stuff, like to somehow get some notoriety. Like, you know, it said it started with those two young dudes who, who claimed they knocked out the, the rapper the game, and then they made a YouTube video, and then somebody else had something else to say about it, and, you know, ah, know what I mean? That's all I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, um... So it's craziness. Um, so I then. I get back to, uh, get mad. I think it was John Witherspoon and Friday. He's telling the son Craig, all you back in the day, all you needed was these two things, and he holds up his fist. Oh, yeah. You know that's the great equalizer right there. Yeah. I don't need a guy. It doesn't take much talent to shoot somebody, or or bravery. Yeah, well, those are thrown out the window these days. Yeah, that, uh, those are way gone. <laughs> <laughs> those yeah. are way gone. Unfortunately, those are things that those are ancient. Yeah. That, oh yeah. That that whole mentality. Well, you know that's the that's the weird thing when I mentioned earlier is that in the video where they run up and, and attack this guy, they make a point to not let him get jumped. Like, they're like, no, let blood up off the ground. Let him, you know, almost like, they, let's let it be a fair one. Which, I, I should say, it's, it's odd to me that the, there is some sort of sh- rules. Code of conduct. Code of conduct, <laughs> but it, yeah, it's just so kind of, unfortunately, it seems to be warped, like, because they're, they're just killing each other. That's why I was trying to figure out, like, ultimately, like, what is the battle for? You know, you have other, I guess, gang organizations, they call them terrorists, 
but they have a end goal mission. Like they're trying to do something. I may not agree with the, what they're doing, but I can understand. Like they're not killing themselves. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I just don't understand. Like that's not. Well, look, Mike, you, you open up a whole new sociological thing. I mean, <laughs> you could go so many. Uh, I'll, I'll say theories, and I'm not going to say facts, but theories. I mean, you could talk about self hatred. You could talk yeah. about yeah. the effect of slavery. You could talk about lack of equality, and you could also talk about lack of personal responsibility, lack of parenting, right. lack of opportunity, uh, you know. Right. I, it, 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 there's so many reasons why this is... But all and, of it, to me, stems from slavery. <laughs> you know, all, all those different, you know, categories that you just mentioned, it, the, it, it all to me, it all stems from slavery, you know. The lack of self-esteem, you know, uh, self-hatred, you know, lack of responsibility, all of it. And you have to ask, is it, are we enslaving us? Are we at the point now? I'm just throwing this out. I'm not saying I'm taking a side, but are we, is it, uh, is it, is it a, a hold off or a, a throwback to 400 years ago when we were enslaved? Or are we enslaving ourselves now? Is it a new slavery? And I, I, I think you might have an argument there that it, it's a new, it's a self, a form of enslaving ourselves. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, it's it's so twisted around now where, unfortunately, uh, some of us are the oppressors or maybe not the oppressors, but the the uh, predators. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we are, we are the predators <laughs> on ourselves, exactly. which is sad because, you know, a predator is only going to stop from a show of force. And, you know, it's like the rule of the jungle at this point. It's so twisted out. Yep. So, uh, shout out to, uh, Jesse Johnson, slave to our slave to our freedom. There you go. Uh, which this, this is going to bring another topic, which I hadn't planned on talking about, but kind of want to just go into this anyway. Where I got you guys here, uh, Occupy Wall Street. Wow. <laughs> if you can see You're my deep, man. if you can see my face when I said it, I say it with a smile. Um. Well, I want to. We'll just go around. I want to get everybody's take on this. My take on this is this, and I'll be honest. I, I'm not entirely clear of the, the goal of it. I understand somewhat of it, but I sometimes hear different things. But I look at it this way. The American system is a system, a system of have and have nots, people who have a lot of money, people who don't have a lot of money. Uh, it's a system built on taking what we want, when we want and and uh the whole way in my opinion the whole way that the american system is made up is it only changes through a show of force um to me it was this was created from a show of force and that's the only way it's gonna end because i don't think knowledge and compassion are gonna override that and fairness I don't think they those things to me only come into play if it's in the best interest of the ruling situation to quell the people who's making some noise. But it ain't like a never they'll never give up the power. It's like, oh, it's, to me, it's like, you know, civil rights, or something like, OK, it doesn't make sense to do it this way anymore. So let them have that. But they're still at the you know, they're not in control. It's just like times change and. You could, you know, back in the days in caveman, you could just run up on somebody, a woman and hit her over the head and drag her down the street. And that was acceptable. 
But as we grow to have better sense of our minds and understanding, okay, we're, our culture changes, that's not acceptable. You can't just outright snatch the girl off the street. Like you got to sweet talk it a little bit. <laughs> <Right>. You know, <laughs> but it's still you're still doing the same thing. You know, it's exactly. just money comes into play, and, and you got better jewels. Whoever got the biggest jewels, he's the king or whatever. But it's always it ain't never like we're just gonna give up the game. It's the game right. changes, and I just feel like the system we're in right now. Yeah, you can't have slaves. Yeah, you can't necessarily have um, what do they call it the places where you have little kids working sweatshops. I mean, you can't legally do that. So, you know, so just change it or move it somewhere else. But if you think we're not going to continue to do that, you are crazy. Right. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like, we can't, like, just literally go into the cities and hang people. Right. It's not, it's not, you know, that's dumb. Like, you can't, like, assassinate people who are a problem to your structure. You could, right. you could do that for a little bit, but now you'd make them a martyr. So it's smarter to just discredit them or whatever it takes. So to me, that's what I see with this. And it's an effed up system, but I recognize that that's what I'm living at in the, in the culture that I'm living at. And I understand that the only way that, like the way America operates is they're ready to escalate it to the next level. Like they will pull the trigger. You know, we'll pull the trigger. <laughs> when other countries may not necessarily be willing to pull the ultimate trigger We'll pull the ultimate trigger. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we won. And, and though we won't, you, like I said, can they have the troops come run through the streets and, you know, have order? Like some people may want to. No, you can't do that. Because ultimately, people won't spend money if they're not comfortable. So it don't make no sense to do it that way. But will they make up a situation where they have big companies, they get all these breaks and... Some people getting put out of work. I might be getting put out. Well, yeah, they can. They'll do that because that you know keeps keeps the things going. But at the end of the day, we'll go in the other country and we'll operate the way we wouldn't, we wouldn't dare operate in these streets. Like they'll bulldoze another country in a minute. Look, trust they don't care because right. they ain't got no the the people aren't spending the money over there like they would here. So I mean, and I say all that to say, Occupy Wall Street. I respect it. I don't like I said, I don't know I'm just understand it because I'm not understanding what what do they expect to happen? I mean, the politicians or whoever's making the decisions to do the tax breaks, do you really think that the guy when the, the big corporation dude comes to yo, uh Senator John, whoever, let's have a dinner, you know, let's chop it up. Listen, we got earmark you with thirty million dollars. You know, over the course of five years, you go ahead and let this legislation go through or whatever. You let this merger go through. You think you're going to, you standing <laughs> in the streets, is going to influence that dude to not take that $30 million and get paid and go ahead and let the deal go through? It ain't going to happen. It just, no. I don't see it happening like that. Now, I could be wrong, but that's my take on it. Now, I'm done. Q-Storm, what, what, you, what you think about this whole movement? I think the main problem with the Wall Street Occupy Wall Street is uh, they don't have a clear message other than they want fair, you know, and I'm, and I'm, I'm guessing here, but I think what we're supposed to take from the, from the organization uh, is they want more equality in, uh, 
uh, in wealth. Um, that the that the you know the the quote unquote ninety nine percent whom they represent are tired of getting screwed over, so that the that the richest one percent in this country continues to amass wealth. But the problem that they're having, unlike the Tea Party, is that there's no clear leader, there's no clear quote unquote bill of rights or uh, manifesto, if you will that someone could sit down at a table and say, okay, this is what we want, and this is what we're willing to do to get it, or this is what we're willing to compromise to get it. That's lacking. I think if they had that, it would be a much more powerful message. And I think right now, as you see here in Philadelphia, you see it in New York at uh, Zuccotti Park, they're bringing in troops, well, not troops, but they're bringing in you know, police, armed police, to clear these areas out because all of these people are basically just squatting there. And they have to be careful because they're already at a disadvantage because they don't have that, that um, body of leadership. And it's starting to backlash on them because they're just basically squatting in parks and making, you know, creating more, um, uh, uh, drain, causing a drain on uh, city coffers cleaning up after them. So, Unfortunately, I mean, I, I, I understand the movement, but unfortunately, they, they, it just wasn't, I don't think it was very well executed. It did bring, let people know what they would know that there is unrest, but they didn't take it to the next level. The next level being enunciating exactly what they want. Okay. Uh, OT, Orlando. Yeah, I mean, I, I think in this society, I mean, like you stated earlier, it's, uh, you know, the way this system is set up, someone has to be rich. Uh, you know, someone has to be poor. I mean, in order for this to be a democracy, uh, in order for someone to be rich, someone has to be poor. So I don't think nothing's really changed on that front. I think the whole Occupy Wall Street has more to do with um, exposure of the government, the Federal Reserve. And I think through the use of the Internet that it has allowed this information to become pervasive. And so now you have this information out there now and everyone knows, you know, the deal with the Federal Reserve, that this is a, a private, you know, cartel bank, international bankers. This is not a government institution and so forth. They understand how Wall Street is, you know, and pretty much robbed the, the public of the money and they, and they study getting rich and rich. So I think the, the use of the net has exposed this and brought this to the mass um, level. And, and uh, now uh, everyone's trying to um, um, speak out against it and so forth. And like you say, they really don't have a clear vision, a, a, a leader or anything, but they feel, hey, they, they want to be heard. They want to be felt in some kind of way. But I just think it has more to do with the exposure of what's really going on with the government in this country and so forth. And I think people are just, you know, uniting under that front. Now, what happens from this point on, you know, I don't know. But, um, you know, I, I kind of agree with Q, you know, by them sitting in and doing different things like this without having a clear objective and motive, it's kind of really, you know, becoming a backlash on them. And now they're starting to get kicked out and so forth. But I think the, the, the clear objective here that they – uh, is trying to, you know, convey is they're exposing the government and this, you know, uh, political system, this corrupt, you know, the international bankers, the Federal Reserve, the one world government. I think that's really behind the movement of it. Okay. Can I add one other thing, Mike? Certainly. What, now, I, I think I have a reason as to why this has not happened yet, but what's interesting is that all of those people out there in all these different cities, 
those are all uh, potential voters. So what's interesting is that, and one would think that if, if a politician was going to take advantage of that, that one of the Democrats, someone from the Democratic Party, would channel all of that anger against Wall Street and use that as a platform to convert those people into voters, and then possibly, once you get them voting, then you kind of channel that anger into some measure of, of action. Um, now, the, the issue is, is that I think because Occupy Wall Street is so unfocused, they're just railing against everybody. I mean, I know there have been reports of celebrities going down to uh, march with them, and some of the celebrities have been pretty much kicked to the curb. So they may think, they may see politicians as part of the problem, which, if that's the case, then they're not really, they're not really working the system the way they should be, because the system, as you said, is in place. So you have to play within the rules of the system, but there's a way to do it, to, dare I say, manipulate it, where some politician, hopefully, you know, possibly a Democrat, could turn all that anger into potential votes to help Obama uh, uh, solidify a second term. Now, let me ask you this. Has there ever been, I'm going to go to, has there ever been a presidential candidate who's ever went against the financial institution of this country and, and really thought he was going to win? I, said, I, I can answer your question. Sure. And I'll use Obama as an example. There are presidents such as, such as Obama, who I'm, a, I'm an Obama supporter, but there are presidents such as him who have presented the face of going after um, uh, corporations in Wall Street. But behind the scenes, I mean, it's, it's kind of a different story. So you have Obama who has instituted uh, credit finance reform. Uh, he has tried to institute um, regulations um, to monitor, to make the SEC stronger and to monitor corporate dealings. And that's all good. That's, I think that's what Occupy Wall Street is about. However, you have to say, behind closed doors, a lot of Obama's, um, what do you call them, supporters of uh, fundraisers or uh, don donators are corporate people from the corporate structure. That's what I'm getting at. Like, because in, in the reality is, is that old saying, Money talks and bullshit walks. Yeah, that, that, that's it. <laughs> and that's at it. the end of the day, I don't really see no real person who's like, got a real chance to win. They not gonna. They not gonna win they're if gonna, they got that money back and like that. And like you said, the, behind the doors, them corporations are the ones putting the money in in this situation because they know. Okay, here you go, Obama. That's like I said. And they sit down and have that. We're gonna chop it up at the dinner table. I'm gonna earmark you just thirty million dollars. But if you think I'm giving you thirty million dollars out of kindness on my heart. Uh, no, because uh, you can be blackballed. You know, trust me, you're not winning if you ain't got them boys behind you. That's well, I, I, I would say this, though. I think you're right, but I do think you can make the argument that um, people like um, Bill Gates, people like, uh, I forget that, I think it's, uh, there's some, uh, not Urban Outfitters, but Timberland or some company like that um, that, that, uh, that are, uh, have CEOs that are more progressive um, you look at Warren Buffett. People, if there were more people like this, it would, it might become a possibility because you know, like Warren Buffett, he believes that he should be paying more taxes, and he's trying to get some of his billionaire friends to um, to go along with that. Uh, that he's for tax increases on the wealthy. 
and you know Bill Gates and uh, the other guy whose name I can't remember. They are very progressive in regards to um, how they run their businesses. So it, it, it could. It's, I'm not going to say it's impossible. It's just trying to make corporations because you do need corporations. I mean, poor people aren't going to donate to any presidential candidate. So you do need corporations, but it's just getting them to see that there do have to be some changes made to make this country move forward. I don't know how possible that is. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, it, it begs a question for those corporations who, who bankroll that, do they see it as moving forward? <laughs> because it ain't going to mess up. It isn't messing up their money situation. They're not the ones protesting. To them, it's probably the country's great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like The country may have moved forward for them. Uh, again, you're going, kind of going back to the, to my opinion, uh, who's ready to escalate it to the next level? I don't necessarily know if the American people right now are ready to escalate it into that level where they're going to see some change. You know, sitting down. Yeah, what level are you talking about? Well, what is well, that well, I'm talking about the level you see in Egypt and all these other countries around the world where they have different regime changes and situations yeah. because they're ready I, to I get it down. Go ahead. People smart enough to know that they, they really don't have no power to affect the change. You know, I, I, I think that they know that, you know, the same people that's running the government, controlling the media. I mean, even their vote is not even powerful. I mean, look, well, I mean, even coming out with the last election, the super delegates and all this, I mean, really our votes don't even mean anything. So I think the more and more information that's, you know, that, that, that starts to spread. And I think that's what you see going on. I mean, it looks like they don't have a motive or agenda, but they really know they're not going to affect change. Just like you said, do you think that by them out here protesting and marching that is going to change the way things happen on, you know, in the, the White House and the politicians and the lobbyists and all that? No, it's not going to change a thing. I, they know this as well, you know, uh, but I feel, I guess they feel this is the best way that they can bring attention to the matter. And like you was saying, well, maybe they should try to pull this together and, you know, for, for votes and so forth. But I think many of them, you know, feel the same way that their votes is not even powerful anymore. So I, I think. Okay, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I understand where you're coming from. I understand why you say you don't think our votes are powerful anymore. I disagree with that, though, because if not for the fact of our votes and getting Obama with his flaws in office, we would not have had um, health care reform, which passed. How, uh, now, the, the issue is, is that when we say our votes don't count for anything, are we talking about because, I mean, Republicans now, if they get a strong candidate and people feel like uh, this candidate can create jobs for this country and, every, and a Republican gets into the, into the White House, then those votes did count for something. Now, they're not votes that I agree with, but I don't know if I can, I'm ready to say that our votes don't have any power. It's just, I don't agree. I, I, if a Republican gets into the White House, I exercise my power. It's just in our democracy, more people exercise their power on the opposite side. So I don't know if it's that our I, votes don't count. I, I, I look at it like I, this. I, I, Go I, ahead. Just Go ahead. Come, I just say it's another a whole topic to discuss. But even with the last three elections from both of uh, the Bush's elections and so forth, I mean, which was clearly, clearly uh, major discrepancies on that, which everyone would agree that the elections were stolen. Uh, some say in both instances. But I just think it's so much more deeper than what we can even start to even uh, realize and even 
begin to understand that it really calls for a whole nother topic. But when you look at the way the voting structure is set up and so forth, I mean, we're really powerless. We really, our votes really, it really doesn't even matter when it comes all the way down to it. It's, it, it, it's all about the electoral and so forth and so on. And, and these super, uh, you know, delegates or whatever. And I, we have very little power. I mean, that's the way I feel about it. But I understand, I understand what, what you're saying as well. But that's just me. Let, me, let me just throw a this. A lot of people uh, feel that way, too. But go ahead. Let me just throw this in there. We'll move on. I kind of see it this way, and I'm gonna use Star Wars as an analogy because it might be a little. I can explain it. I can explain it better. <laughs> it's like, okay, you know, how you have Darth Vader, and the Empire, and stuff. Yeah. And like above Darth Vader was the Emperor. To me, this is the Empire. Now, regardless wow. of who you have running the presidency, it's still the Empire. So right. you live in a Coruscant or whatever, and you vote. Ah, uh, let's vote for. Trade routes to Naboo, uh, vote for Darth Vader. Okay. And then Lando Calgrissian, he becomes Obama, and Lando Calgrissian for change. But he's just going to be the president of the empire. <laughs> so at there the end go. of the day, it's still the imp. It's still, those dudes are evil. Like, it's just another ruler in that system. That's so it. When, and until those people in Star Wars was ready to pick up the guns, and go physically <laughs> fight and take back the, Hello, the freedom, it. it ain't going to change. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, we can vote in here for all the internal things that we have going on. But at the end of the day, when I say escalation, the empire, it will send the troops not to negotiate, but to take and take control of whatever that situation is. And just like here in this country, they will send the police in there not to negotiate, but to exert control and get you out of there. They're escalated beyond what their people are willing to go. Most people are not willing to go over them police. So they'll lose. And, and most political analysts will tell you, Obama and Bush, same policy, different party. That's it. Well, I, again, <laughs> I, I'm just telling you that all day. I, 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 and I, I agree. I mean, Obama has kept some, a lot of Bush's policies in place, but I would just say this again. Democrats have tried to pass health care reform for the past decade, and no, it's never, it, it about never it's, happened. It's bigger than the health care reform. Like, I yeah. understand that. That's cool. I understand. But at the end okay. of the day... Yeah, he made that victory, but... Yeah, it's like, no. at the end of the day, when there's a problem, there's problems, they're not going to vote on uh, how are we going to handle uh, Saddam or how are we going to handle this other dude. You notice them cats was taken down. It, and you it, know, it, it's not like they ain't going in negotiating. Cut, you know, regime changed them. Well, who, who, was t- who was taking down? Wasn't there like well, two, two? More market down. Weren't these know? guys? Oh, weren't these guys the in America's pockets for a while? They was best. They was their boys at yeah. one point. It just seemed ironic that all they boys turn into villains at some point when it ain't really popping no more. I'm just saying. But at the end of the day, I'm not saying I agree with their stances or not. But I'm just saying. We escalate the. We'll go escalate it. We're not afraid. This country is not afraid to to knuckle up. Now we can. Well, you're not like, going to see that, but Mike. Go ahead. We we had eight years of that, and now even uh, didn't Obama just uh, come out and say I got him? Hold on, hold on. <laughs> he, he just at the end of too. this year, we're going to be completely out of Iraq, and there are people that disagree with that. Typically, mostly conservatives and Republicans disagree with that, but again. 
George Bush brought, took us into a war that lasted for his whole, uh, nearly his whole term, two, two terms. And we see now, that, and that's part of the platform that Democrats are fighting about, that those two wars almost bankrupted this country, and that's their platform. So it's not like we are, we are helpless to that. We, that's, that's how they're going to fight to keep Obama in office. They're going to make the case that your, you know, the Republican policies have almost bankrupted, came close to bankrupt. Are, are we going to walk away from the interest of the oil over there? Well, no, we shouldn't, we shouldn't walk away from the interest of the oil. Is it our oil? <laughs> is that our country? Over there, even though <laughs> that, might, that might be true. I, oh, that's what all I'm saying. I'm saying. Is, <laughs> what I'm saying is that, yeah. Again, it's just like I, what I, I said, said earlier. We over there for a couple of reasons. Well, right. But see, here's the thing. Real quick, a, real quick, real quick, real quick. revenge and there was oil there. And he wanted to look like he was a strong president. Right. But real quick, it's just like my analogy earlier. It becomes a point where it doesn't look right when you got troops over there. It's just like it doesn't look right if you go hit that woman over the head and drag her. We're just still going right. to do the same. It, at this point, the way it's played, it don't look right that we're over there at war because it's obvious we went over there for a lot. So, I, again... Oh, yeah, I agree with you. That's what I'm saying. So that's all. That's all the reason they're bringing them out of there. If you think they're walking away from their interest of getting the money and taking control of that part of the country, uh, I'm thinking you're sadly uh, mistaken. They ain't, <laughs> ain't going to happen at all. It's just not. that they can't play it on the front. Like, they got to be a little smarter about the game. But trust me, it ain't over by I'm no not, means. What I'm saying is, I don't think it's any secret at this point that so many of our troops have died over there that we do want to maintain interest over there. No one's keeping, no one's, that's not a secret. Well, that's what I'm saying. But, but if the, we are, if we're the, the empire, reason. then embrace it. That's all I'm saying. You can't be in the empire and say that you understand that and then ask and expect them to overthrow Wall Street for you. You can't have it both ways. If you want to be in the gangster system, you can't be mad when you get jacked. You were part of the game. You're supposed to, it's like I said to you earlier, if you a hoe and that dude's your pimp, you can't be mad at the game. You a part of it. You better recognize that's your pimp and love it and understand where your role is. But don't act like you're going to overthrow the pimp hoe game. You better be the best hoe you can be. Well, I guess, I, I guess we're just, I don't know. I, what I'm saying is that if we keep Obama in office and we keep the Republicans out of office and Obama shows a, back, a backbone and goes and continues to uh, push forward for his regulations against corporations, then that's the, that, is, that is the show of force that we have. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, we got to get to this comrade topic. Yeah. Let's <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> As you can see, we'll have to revisit that one because, uh, yeah, that's a good, good, good conversation there in, in all respect. Uh, all right. Woo! Let me... <sighs> we don't talk about holes and pimps and <laughs> Star Wars and Spider-Man. <laughs> Chopping it up. All around the world. Chopping it up. All right. So as Orlando said, uh, Dr. Conrad Murray, uh, of course, he was uh, found guilty. Um, I do the exact charges were, what the terminology was, but basically for the, the murder of uh, Michael Jackson. And uh, he was sentenced, I guess sentenced today for, to four years. Um, but the sheriff, I'm seeing that the sheriff is saying that he'll probably do, le he'll actually serve less than two years in jail. Uh, Orlandis, man, what's, uh, what's your take on this? Michael Jackson was a legend, obviously, a uh, sad situation. Yeah, I mean, it's a sad situation. I mean, I didn't uh, follow the, the court proceedings day by day, but just <clears throat> based on the, uh, you know, the judge, uh, you know, closing argument. I mean, um, 
everyone lost in this situation. I mean, um, of course, ultimately, Michael Jackson lost. Uh, I mean, a living legend, um, just, you know, an icon, uh, you know, that just moved the world and everyone loved him. But when you look at the motive of Dr. Conrad, why he, you know, did what he did and so forth, and he never actually even got paid his $150,000 every month that he was promised and so <laughs> forth, and, you know, and ultimately, you know, he goes to jail and, uh, you know, of course, he's probably broke and the lawyers end up making money. So when you just look at the whole situation, it was a senseless, senseless, uh, stupid thing to do. And uh, everyone lost, everyone around the board, you know. And granted that he's only going to do, you know, uh, maybe two years and it'll probably even be less and that'll probably get house arrest or something like that. I mean, he's fortunate that uh, he was charged with only negligence, homicide, because if, if, if the judge could have gave him 20 years or 10 years, I'm sure the judge would have. Uh, because the judge was definitely upset at the situation. And, and, and uh, I, I thought about that today when I was watching. I was like, wow, this is pretty uh, dangerous to be in a situation like this, uh, you know, uh, against Michael Jackson because he was loved by so many people. I'm like, the judge could have been a big fan of him, you know. And so for him to do that and um, everyone lose, it's, just, it's a disgrace. Everyone lost. And like I said, Michael Jackson being the ultimate loser. All right, Q Storm. You know what would make this all worthwhile for me? Is if they uh, sent him to that prison in the Philippines where they did that thriller dance. You stupid. <laughs> as a disciplinary measure. Wow. How good would that be? <laughs> oh, he was oh, all doing that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, to me, it's just, I mean, Orlando's pretty much summed it all up is this is this is not rocket science right here um this guy what was he getting paid supposedly getting paid and you know black people don't pay the bills michael jackson he wasn't gonna pay that man Chris wow. don't pay his bills come on wow he's supposed to make it what one hundred fifty thousand dollars a month right and uh that's what he saw that's I, I will say this um even though conrad murray was supposed to be the professional I can I can I can kind of see from all the books I read about Michael Jackson and all the interviews and all the things that are out there, you know, trying trying to filter what's really kind of just malicious and what has a ring of truth about Michael Jackson. And uh, I can imagine someone that powerful could exert a certain amount of um, pressure over someone uh, to do to to uh, do their bidding, you know, but. Be that as it may, there's no excuse for a professional to behave in a manner that was um, unconscionable in terms of administering a uh, a deadly uh, whatever, uh, substance into a person's veins. So, you know, it's, I think justice was served. Yeah, yeah, it's a, I agree. It's just a sad situation. On one point, and I and I just go by what I see from the news reports and stuff. A part of me feels sorry for that dude, man. Like, it looks like, I mean, ultimately, what his actions resulted in the death of Michael Jackson, another human being. But it just seems like he looks so, I don't know if it's distraught or, you know what I mean? It's like, wow, I could just see all that stuff weighing on him. And the way I look at it, which may not be the accurate way, uh, I don't think he did it maliciously. 
I think he I made a mistake. Oh, no, I don't think he did maliciously either. He, I don't either. You know, he I wasn't. I think all yeah. the way to the end, like you said, even with the way he looked today, I just think, uh, you know, even I'm sure his attorneys coached him to, you know, uh, you know, to to distance himself away from the whole situation and so forth. But uh, um, yeah, I mean, the pressure with the with with the uh, production company and so forth and. Like you said, uh, the the you know reading the books on Michael Jackson, you know someone could, you know he can assert that kind of power and, and, and manipulation over someone. I know it was very difficult for him, you know. So I do agree with that. But at the same time, um, other people walked away from it, you know. Yeah. And uh, he had that opportunity to walk away from it as well. You know what I mean? So I agree. Yeah, it's a, it's a sad a sad way for michael jackson to uh go out on some madness like that uh but uh, there you go um <clears throat> let's see we me wrap this up here uh there was one other thing i wanted to bring up we're not gonna have enough time to get all into it but herman kane uh, <laughs> <laughs> See that's a joke. See that's a great joke when you just say somebody's name and join. Wow. <laughs> well, let me say this. Obviously, there's there's another story out right now. Uh, this woman by the name of uh, Ginger White, uh, who is I think she's white, right? Um, she claims that she's had a 13 year affair with a Republican presidential candidate Herman Cain. Uh, you know it's. All over the news, and obviously there were some other allegations earlier that, as far as I know, have not been substantiated. They're just allegations, you know. And you know, he's running for president. Obviously, I think he was ahead in the polls, possibly for a second, but I don't think he is now. And yeah. all this stuff is all of a sudden coming out of the woodwork on him. Now I know that a lot of people don't care for him or whatever. I personally don't know enough about it either way. But I'm curious, from and I'm asking you guys, what do you? Th- why do you think people? Well, first I'm ask you about the allegations. Does it matter to you? Obviously, it's not been proven yet. Uh, who knows if they'll ever be proven? <laughs> uh, the damage is kind of done. But what do you think about all this stuff just starting to come out of nowhere? Um, why would you? What's the gain for this woman to do this? Uh, and then why do you think some people don't like Herman Cain? Is it? Is it is it founded reasons? Uh, I'll go to Q store. Well, I, I mean, a lot of people have said that these allegations are true because these women have nothing to gain. Uh, they'll you know they'll be run through the mill and um, people will hate them for coming out. But what they do have to gain in this culture is that they get 15 minutes of fame. And for some people in this culture, that's all they need. That that's good enough. They they want. Any kind of spotlight they can get, they'll go for it. I'm not saying that that means that these women are not telling the truth, but in answer to the question, what do they have to gain uh, if they were if they're lying about it? That would be that they do get attention. What do they have to gain if they're telling the truth? They're very more. I would say that they're very upright people, and they they want the the, the facts to come out. Let me stop you one second. Um, let, me, let me just throw in something there. That is a great point. What an upright person who has a history of being a cheater. Wouldn't that kind of go against their credibility? <laughs> but, but just putting that in there, just it was funny to me. Go ahead. Well, wait. 
well, I'm talking about the the women uh, who who were accused him earlier. But uh, again, well, they, they weren't oh, okay. They were they were harassed by him. Okay, I understand. That's true. But they're Very still true. considered up. They're what? No, I think Mike was trying to say they still considered an upright individual. Why would you even, you know? Well, I guess you... I guess for them, then didn't they go to the police or something? Like, isn't that a criminal matter? Well, I, I mean, yeah, but we we, we can I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be the one to say why does a woman not report a a, a, a male superior uh, to the police when she's harassed? I mean, there's any number of reasons. Why why do women stay in battered relationships? They're afraid. True. I, I guess I'm just saying, and that's why I said I don't know if those allegations were proven true or not because I I don't know if there's like is there a DA prosecutor who has to take that case to make it. Valid. But well, there's a prosecutor just, on the case now, Gloria Albert. I don't know what's 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 coming. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> she always. <does. laughs> you talk about that woman that be going yeah, after everybody. Yeah. Does yeah. she work for? She's a, basically, yeah, she's basically a white female Al Sharpton. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about like a, a, a prosecutor from whatever state that that actually happened who works for the state that can say, okay, we're going after this guy, not somebody just going. I'm gonna represent you in the press. She's. Okay. Yeah, she's a ridiculous to me. I don't... <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I'm interrupting you. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> well, the next, to, to, to answer the, the, the second question, why do people not like him? I mean, there's a lot of reasons for that. I think, I, I think since ninety percent of uh, African Americans tend to uh, vote democratically, I think any time you have a black conservative come out, there's going to be backlash. I think Simmons going to be disliked because of that. They feel like he's not with the pro, the quote unquote program. I think people dislike him for some of his statements. Uh, if you if you don't have a job, blame yourself. If you're not rich, blame yourself. Uh, <clears throat> I think some people. This is one reason I don't like him is because he's a hypocrite. He says that he's against abortion, even uh, in term in cases of uh, rape or incest, and then he turns around in the same statement and says. Um, when he was asked if his wife or children or daughter, I think, were raped, would he be against abortion? And he says, well, that's a, that's a situation where it's the, it should be left to the family's choice. So he's a hypocrite. He, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He, he, he contra- contradicts himself. And I think the thing that really killed him before this woman came forth was his not being able to answer a direct question about whether or not he supported Obama's actions in Libya. He did, he could not answer that question directly because he didn't know what the situation was. So, can't really run for president if you can't answer basic questions about foreign policy. So, I think that's why people do not like him. Those okay. that don't like him, I think that's why. All right, uh, OT. What's your take on this situation? Uh, I mean, my take on it is, I mean, when you look at the whole Republican lineup, none of them are any you know impressive candidates at all. Uh, I just think this this whole thing. You know, because I like to look at the bigger picture, like you're talking about the un- the empire and so forth. I I, I look at this as you know, <clears throat> this whole thing being controlled by a few you know uh, group of men that that run everything. So my thing is, you know, they're trying to set Obama up to get reelected. Um, don't really have any it, to me look like any competition on the Republican side. Uh, the whole thing with uh, bringing home the troops and so forth, you know. They're, 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 you know, they're, they're priming him up to get reelected. You know, hey, he did this, he did this. The whole capture of uh, 
Osama bin Laden, which is very questionable, and that's a whole nother, you know, show and so forth and so on. But I just think it's just part of the big, the bigger picture of the of the of the empire that's just setting Obama up to get uh, reelected. I don't think anyone on the Republican side is is, is uh, really attractive, and their media is making sure that they're not attractive. Every last one of them, Herman Cain to uh, Newt Gingrich and the other guy from Texas. I mean. You know, they they just really been painting them up in the media is really just being dumbasses, if, if you will. You know, and I don't think that um, none of them are is, is attractive. And I think this is all just part of the whole plan to get Obama reelected. See, see I was just going to say, you say plan to get re- Obama reelected. If there's a plan to get Obama reelected, whoever is planning it, they sure are doing a lousy job. Because I tell you what, uh Never. This is this is what I've heard. Statistically, never has a president been elected to a second term when unemployment was higher than eight percent. Unemployment right now is at nine point two percent. That's one thing going against Obama. Mm-hmm. Second thing is um, a couple things that I would not that you know to me don't really matter. But right. But but in comparison to the his competition, I mean, when you look at the, the Republican Party. You would vote for uh, Obama opposed to any of those candidates. You say I would, but you have to remember, the Republican Party gave birth to the Tea Party, and at some, at one point, they wanted Sarah Palin to run. So you cannot, you can never count out the in, how incredibly, and I hate to say this, how incredibly stupid. I don't want to use that word, but for want of better term, that people can be when it comes to when they think they're standing up for something. If Sarah, if they want Sarah Palin to run, <laughs> yeah, I guarantee you, if Mitt Romney gets the nomination or Newt Gingrich gets the nomination, as it looks like what is going to be a race between us two right now, mm-hmm. it's not it's not going to be a, it's not going to be a cakewalk for Obama, not by any means. For a number, of, I think for a number of reasons, they're, they're going to go they're going to go at him about the bailout. They're going to go at him about how much uh, the, the health care plan is going to cost. Right. I'm not saying any of it's true. They're right. going to go after him about Lindrum. And that's why they're trying to prep him up because you're right. It's probably, it probably won't be a cakewalk for him, but they're trying to make him look good so, you know, they can get as much as they can out of it because, this, uh, like I said, the bringing home the troops and so forth, I mean, it's a convenient time to bring them home, you know, and uh, it's a convenient time to, for the Osama bin Laden capture as well, you know, right before the election. So, you know, I, I just kind of have a tendency to watch how things unfold, you know, and just and just see what and, and, and just watch rather than. And I remember the timing of the troops coming home. That was already put in place when George Bush was in office. He's, he's the one who signed the the uh, the the bill that they were going to come home December 1st. So does uh, George Bush get credit for that? <laughs> George well, Bush is the one who, who signed that. And Obama is just basically carrying it out. So he didn't really. And that's nothing. how that's how that's how hypocritical the Republicans are, because even though their guy signed that into law and Obama is carrying it out, they are opposing it. They're saying because Obama wants to bring the troops home, that's another reason that we should that he's not a leader. So that right. that right there is an example of how stupid people can be, and right. they're going to use that. He promised that he would bring the troops home, though. That's what he said. He promised. He right. Would. So uh, right. So what that proves that Obama is playing the game too. He made it sound like. That's what I'm saying. Well, All but right. that's you know that's to be. Oh, okay. Well, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we we got to move on and wrap it up. End of the day, you 
Me, everybody else still got to get up and go get their stuff popping because no matter who's up there, <laughs> it's on you. <laughs> so that's one thing we well, can be true. clear about. So it really don't matter. That, that's how I look at it. That's We're going to move move forward. <laughs> the okay. last five minutes here, I got to throw in this one um, just to mess with people. Uh, Black Friday was uh, Monday. Yesterday. Was it yesterday. I'm sorry. That was Cyber Monday. Was yesterday. Cyber Monday. Black Friday was the last Friday. Black Friday was the club I was at a couple days ago. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing I noticed here, and, and this is sort, this kind of goes into geeked out territory, but I'm, I'm looking at uh, TechCrunch.com, and I think this is on Mashable as well. Uh, the Kindle Fire uh, beats the iPad at BestBuy.com becomes the retailer's best-selling tablet online. Uh, the 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 gadget wars, <laughs> the tablet wars, uh, heating up once again. Uh, I, I bring this up because I recently just got a new phone, uh, the Android phone, and you know, pretty cool, whatever. And it was kind of like my first taste into. Uh, I just call it like a mini tablet because it pretty much works essentially the same way. But <clears throat> it's just interesting to me that. Uh, you know, I always have an interest in tech stuff. So now, you know, Amazon now is trying, you know, is becoming somewhat of a player in, in this uh, electronics uh, world as opposed to just being a retailer. Uh, and I just, it's just interesting to me because obviously it opens up so many different uh, new pathways for media consumption uh, and production, I suppose, uh, and, and getting and money being spent on things. Uh, any quick... Uh, Things to say about this? Uh, go to Orlando's. Um, you know, um, I, I'm not too abreast on it. You know, I, I, I you know, currently I don't have a, um, you know, a drawer or anything. But I think this is just a move with uh, Amazon. Um, I mean, you know, the guy started off in his garage and been able to expand to this and from books and this. I mean, by using his branding, uh, it's just been able to, you know, just you know, do huge, you know, big things. But I think by them lowering the price and, and, and being very competitive and, and, and making the uh, Kindle, you know, uh, really cheap and uh, affordable, it's just going to put it in more consumers' hands. And I think, the, you know, the more consumers that, you know, uh, embrace this technology, ultimately it's just the more money <clears throat> that these companies make. So ultimately there's a, a big plan, you know, behind them doing this i'm sure you know that we that we probably don't see fully right now but um and i think it's working and i think it's a good thing all right q storm well i don't have much to say about this as much as i've been railing against apple i'm still an apple user and i'm looking at this on TechCrunch where it says the kindle fire best the ipad that's i think that's some bull to say that because ipad 2 has been out for damn near a year, so of course anything that comes out, everybody's got the iPad too. Was gonna get it, has got it. So yeah, you put the Kindle Fire out, of course it's gonna beat the iPad. That's like saying a movie comes out and then uh, does big numbers, and then next week another movie comes out that's brand new and it bests the, the previous movie, of course. So that doesn't really tell me anything right there. But hey, you know it's all good. All right, all right. So we're going to wrap up the very first relaunch here of Chopping It Up. Again, I want to thank our Q-Storm and Orlandis. And before we go, uh, Q-Storm, how can people get in touch with you? 
Uh, I would say I'm I'm all over Facebook now. Uh, you can check me out at uh, just search on Michael Jones uh, from Indianapolis, and then you hopefully you'll find me at my Facebook wall or go to Q Storm uh, Media Group on Facebook. You can also go to my uh, website www.qstorm.com, and I'm going to try to be like you, Mike. I'm going to learn to use either iWeb or um, WordPress and. Maybe do a little blog where I can just put my thoughts and ramblings up there. So look for that, too. All right. And Orlandis, where can they find you? Hey, uh, currently you can find me at BusBaby.com and also on Facebook at BusBaby.com. And uh, soon I'll be launching another business, uh, GhostBusiness.com, where I'll be teaching... uh, um, anyone who's interested in starting their own online business, but uh, that'll be coming soon. But currently, you can contact me at busbaby.com. All right, all right. And of course, you can contact me here, freedomtrainonline.com. And you know, the usual stuff iTunes, Twitter, Facebook. Yeah, we are there. So uh, we thank you for listening and stay connected to freedomtrainonline.com. We're done. Peace. Stand